We're live, we are on air, and the conversation certainly does continue this evening with Professor Nirmala Gopal, a professor of criminology at the University of KwaZulu-Natal. Now, what's currently taking place is a transdisciplinary perspective in securing BRICS, how the BRICS nations, as global tensions seemingly are on the rise, certainly if what involves one of our BRICS members, Russia in Ukraine, and the diplomatic fallouts since is anything to go by, this becomes that much more of a conversation, particularly about global safety, where things, they can, as they have before, really deteriorate and disintegrate. Now, right now, between the 18th and the 23rd of Feb, is indeed that conference or colloquium, as the case may be, Let's hear more on that from Professor Gopal, a professor of criminology at the University of KwaZulu-Natal. Prof, good evening. Thank you so much for your time. Professor Gopal? Yes. Hello, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Yourself. I'm well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to SAFM. You're most welcome. Let's talk about the first three days of the Securing BRICS, a transdisciplinary perspective. You were, of course, the facilitator on day one. And what is the general sentiment? What is the line of engagement? What is your view in terms of how the BRICS nations are viewing international peace and security at this stage of the conference? So um, thank you very much for that question from so, so my, I'd like to start off by quickly mentioning the purpose of the, uh, of the conference. And the purpose is to, was to bring together a group of transdisciplinary uh, experts to speak about security um, across various uh, disciplines and different dimensions. And all of these dimensions and discipline relate to the, the BRICS group. So in the last two days, or the first day of the conference, we had some really interesting uh, topics. One was on uh, you know, the economic system amongst the BRICS countries, and what are some of the ways in which we need to, as a big BRICS block, what are some of the ways in which we need to make sure that our economic systems speak to each other and how can we foster both trade but also securing a sustainable economic system for the next hundred years perhaps for the BRICS block. Um, another interesting uh, conversation that we had on, on the first day of the conference was looking at um, health security amongst people, or amongst the citizens in the BRICS block. And part of the conversation there related to the, to the COVID epidemic and the fact that some of the marginalized voices, or some voices were marginalized to the extent that they were suppressed. However, researchers during the two presenters during that particular session spoke about alternate uh, medicine in terms of securing and keeping people safe in as far as the medical uh, space is concerned. 
And what they are doing now is exploring alternate uh, therapies, alternate forms of um, medicine. So there are some experiments that are going on. There are some experiments that they've already conducted, and we are looking forward to seeing the second, um, to, to listening further to their conversation in terms of what their empirical evidence is actually showing Friday marks almost, or Friday the 24th of Feb. In fact, it marks a year since one of our partners, Russia specifically, launched what then was a special military operation. We now know what it is and what's happening in Ukraine. Has that so far featured at all? And what is the response, at least by the BRICS member states, to Russia? Or how has Russia taken into confidence what its experience of the last year and how it is responding to the Russia-Ukraine question, as has been occasioned by the fallout with the rest of the international community on this matter? So, yeah, that's a very interesting question that you asked. However, that's not part of the focus of the of the conference. But we also recognize that each of the countries is sovereign. And what the group does when it gets together is look at issues of common interest and ways in which to collaborate. So the, the kind of um, situation between Russia and Ukraine at the moment is not part of our focus. No, no, I accept that, but I'm just I'm looking at the fact that it is a transdisciplinary perspective. You're looking at ways of securing BRICS. I mean, peace and security must be one of the core themes of this conversation. If we're talking about cyber security, if we're talking about maritime security, if we're talking about economic systems and securing them health and the health of nations. Put differently, how has that aspect not been a feature, if not a very central one, in the context of what's happening in the globe and how one major party in geopolitics that happens to be a member of BRICS has not made it to the discussion table of this very otherwise important conference of BRICS nations? So perhaps um, it hasn't made it through onto this particular, into this particular conference, but it is something that we would, consider future conferences because this is the first of a series of conferences that we will be hosting. I'm wondering why or how it could be missed if the concession can be made now this is something that can be considered. Here's why I'm asking Prof. This is something that has got serious impact on the globe. So whether or not you are in Ukraine whether you have openly supported Ukraine or Russia the point is the global world or the world has been affected. So from a South Africa perspective, if you are talking about health, economic health of the country, we have been affected because Ukraine was supporting a lot of grain to the world. Now, unfortunately, that grain supply to the world has been affected and it has had an adverse consequence in South Africa. If you look at, for instance, the food prices, oil specifically is one such foodstuff. The price of um, when I say oil, I mean oil for the kitchen, as well as oil Mm -hmm. at an industrial level. In other words, the energy crisis that has been occasioned by this. So if we're talking about all these 
transdisciplinary issues that speak to the stability of nations. Unfortunately, what has been happening for the last year in Russia, in Ukraine at the instance of Russia, forget for better or for worse why it is happening, but the fact that it is happening, it very much touches on, if you like, the economic systems of the world, the health of the persons, and the general peace and security of not just the region, but of the world itself. Now, BRICS is affected front and center by this because now we know how India specifically and China were able to get into major deals with Russia for the supply of energy. So what is happening in Ukraine is a strong feature of what has since happened in these BRICS member states for better or worse. How could it have been missed or why would it have been missed? All right. So maybe I need to give you a different uh, response. So, I want us to rewind a little sure. and to understand that um, the content that we are hosting is part of a project that has been funded by the Department of Higher Education and Training through the National Institute for Social, for Social Sciences, the NIHSS, the National Institute for Humanities and Social Sciences. So what happens is that uh, part of the project I mean, the project has particular outcomes and outputs. So one of the outputs for 2023 has been a con- an international conference. Mm. So as the, as the principal investigator of, the, of this particular project, I didn't get to invite um, delegates to the conference, the presenters. So I, I got to choose the presenters who want to present. So I commission, I mean, I put out uh, invitations and they either get taken up or they get refused. So I, I don't give, so as the host and the convener of the project and the conference, I did not dictate the kind of um, the topics that mm. people should present on in the first instance. However, having said that, we have made this conference uh, available to international audiences, to national, to local audiences. And I think through the presentations, if the audience was interested in this kind of conversation, then it would have been it would have been interesting for them to have provoked that kind of thinking. And unfortunately it didn't come to. Okay, very well. I propose we take a very short ad break, after which we shall continue with Professor Nirmala Gopal, Professor of Criminology at UKZN. Securing BRICS is a conference that's currently taking place here in the country, a transdisciplinary perspective. Earlier today, one of the conversations were BRICS cyber currencies, challenges for cooperation. Another one was access to intelligence on counterterrorism in BRICS nations. Social dialogue as a vehicle to address peace and security and analytical or rather an analysis of the BRICS formal declarations as well as contributions on dialogue on response to cybersecurity threats and tackling cyber emergencies, all predicated on peace, security, and by extension stability, specifically of the BRICS nations. The conversation continues after the break. You are listening to The Viewpoint on the Station of the Year. Professor Gopal, thank you so much for staying on. We've got just under nine minutes left of the balance of this conversation. Now, tomorrow would be the 
conversations on maritime security and the BRICS grouping of countries, that word maritime, especially in context, takes me to these naval military drills that have involved South Africa and China. What can you anticipate or what do you anticipate to be the conversation in relation to maritime security and the BRICS grouping of countries tomorrow at 9 o'clock by Professor Frey? So, Sandeep, I think you asked me really difficult questions because I can't anticipate what what the presentations will be about. But I'm assuming that it's going to speak about um, security in the maritime um, industry, but specifically in terms of how it relates to the BRICS countries. So at the moment, that's all I can give you. Sure. Post the, post the conversation or post the presentation by Professor Frey, I think it would be easier then for me to understand. Do delegates not submit abstracts of, of, of what they will be making submissions on so that the conference theme itself is adhered to? I mean, it, it would be very strange for one to go to a conference and for the first time his or her thoughts be known there, certainly to the conference organizers absent a call for papers or call for contributions, the abstracts, and then you group the topics according to the theme that is best suited for that. I mean, I would imagine that's how programs for conferences are, are compiled. Yes, yes, that is, that is true. However, there hasn't been any time to, um, to peruse them in the way that you are requesting that information. Okay, very well. Then I'm just going to ask open-ended questions because I think sure. um, I, I, I can't proceed with the way that I thought a, a security conversation of the kind that we are having, which is the first of its kind, is going to go. So what do you want to share with us as one of the key features of this conference that will really be a takeaway from the delegates? I think one of the key features is that we're hoping for some recommendations to the various presentations to come through and how we then take those uh, recommendations to the academic forum that will take place in around um, June or July 2023, given that South Africa is holding the BRICS presidency this year. The academic forum will then uh, take place in South Africa I'm not sure of the venue at the moment. And part of what we're hoping to do is to take resolutions and recommendations from this particular conference and to share it at the academic conference, the academic forum, but also to share it perhaps with the Sherpas of the various BRICS countries and to give them an opportunity to interrogate our recommendations and for them to decide whether there's any value in terms of policy recommendations. Let's talk about the social dialogue as a vehicle to address peace. The program mentions the BRICS formal declarations. Which of those speaks to this theme and what of those that you can share with us should we be looking to engage even after the conference and as we build towards more dialogues of this kind? So what that particular presentation focused on is that it took the it took BRICS declarations from the time that South Africa joined BRIC, the BRIC formation. So that is over a period of almost uh, ten years, and it interrogated specifically the issues on peace and security. And I'm not sure whether you you've been uh, exposed 
to the to the big declarations that we speak about, but in those declarations, there are various aspects that each declaration will speak to. So what this paper specifically did was that it zoomed it zoomed into those aspects of security. So security could either be on uh, instability in countries, not not specifically in BRICS countries, but outside of BRICS countries as well. So secure instability in issues of uh, security, cyber security, for example, terrorism. Those are some of the the, uh, the big ticket items. And what we did in that, what was done in that particular presentation was look at what what themes, what common themes arose from those BRICS declarations. Uh, and then, arising from that, what are some of the gaps that still exist in terms of how BRICS plans to address these issues of security? So, essentially, that's what the social dialogue uh, presentation was about. But what we did propose in that specific paper was how to use social dialogue as a means of promoting peace and stability, especially in areas that have come out of um, civil or political strikes. Earlier on, and this is my penultimate question, you made mention of the fact that one of the themes of the conference or some of the dialogue or talking points would be around economic systems within the BRICS setup. Now, what can you share as to how those economic systems tie to or are going to be linked or are linked, in fact, to the new development bank that is headquartered in China? This is obviously a challenge to the Bretton Woods institutions of the West that are situated in Washington, literally across the road from each other, being the World Bank and the IMF. When you're talking about the economic system, presumably the new development bank should be that institution that creates this new narrative, creates this new system that is accessible primarily to the BRICS member states, but also to the development world. That's why it's called the New Development Bank. What can you share in relation to that on addressing economic systems that have not always favored or sponsored the interest of the developing world? So, of course, the idea of the bank is to is to provide, for example, loans to maybe uh, small businesses. The idea is to is to find ways in which the BRICS countries can be financed, especially in areas that were unable to be financed through through other means. And yeah, I think that's essentially the basic uh, role of the New Development Bank to provide finances for and among the BRICS countries. Okay, Professor, thank you very much for your time. I certainly do appreciate it. Is there anything else you want to share with us about this conference? No, no, I'm good, thank you. Thank you very much. 2158, folks, that is the show this evening here on SAFM Viewpoint. Tomorrow we continue same time, same place. And with that, we can only encourage you to participate in the World Cup fixtures. It is happening. The Proteas have a chance. The women's Proteas, that is, certainly do have a chance to qualify for the semifinals. We're certainly not going to be talking about any other sport, not least soccer, for half of the South African sporting public has got long lips that are dragging on the floor because Kaiser Chiefs are not 
doing the things. Very shortly, we're going to take a break and then we're going to play some music as we count down to the 21 Hours News Bulletin with our dear friend and colleague, Mudupi Makhalimele.